Okay. Okay. Check. 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 Checkity. Check. Oh my my oh my headphone levels are good. Okay. We had an issue before with my headphone levels or yours. Or Both really. I think it was mostly mine. Yeah, mostly it was yours. Too loud, and then the microphone would pick up the headphone of him talking, and then it'd be an echo. It was very ugh. It was ter- It was the worst time of my life. Actually. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Um. I'm over it well, now. Well, no, actually, that's it. pretty good. If that was the worst time of your life, then you are doing fine, my friend. No, no, lots of terrible things happened. This just really was really bad to me. Oh, okay. It was really bad. Fair game. Yeah. Fair game. Are we going to, like, like legit start the episode now? Oh, yeah, we're start- We've. I thought we've already started. Oh, okay. Question. Yes. What is, uh, since this is very video game oriented... What was your yeah. what what's your what's the most important video game in your life? Your whole life. What was the most important video game? The Legend of Zelda, the first one. Okay. Obvi- easily the most important. But you know what? The new one, Breath of the Wild might be even better. Whoa. Yeah, you, not more important. You have been talking but, but... a lot on about it. Like on, oh, yeah. on the social on the social meds I call it. Okay. Don't ever call me that again. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, I, 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 I love that game. What about you, Jake? I, the most played game probably would be, uh, NBA Jam on Sega Genesis. That's <laughs> probably spent the most amount of time uh-huh. playing that. So. You know, I hate to break nope. it to you, but that's not r- really what basketball's like. Oh, it's really not. but what happens like when you're on fire, does the net burst into flames? Oh, so many answers. So many Is answers. Is that how it goes? Uh, oh, no? so many answers. Then, and then if you play, can you play with giant heads in the real basketball? Uh, well, there are a lot of egos, for sure, okay. in, in basketball. <laughs> yes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That or Super Smash Brothers N64. Anyway. Um, okay. So this week, guys, we are going to... Oh, wait. Theme song. Okay, theme song. Movie. Movie! Oh, I love that theme song. It's really good. It's really good. Anyone it. wants to send your us a drum, theme song? Your mouth drums. Your mouth drums. Our perfection. Yeah, especially when paired with real drums. Uh, anybody wants to send us a theme song, the stems are up on our SoundCloud. You can uh, feel free to do that. And uh, this week we are going to talk about a movie called Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it without spoilers for a moment. Okay. Craig, uh, what did you think of this movie? Oh, I have to say, okay, I'll say what I think of it. I, I mostly didn't like it. Craig, I loved it. Wow. <laughs> I, I would say, I would say it wasn't. I mean, well, initial my initial reaction was bad, very bad for the like the first half of the movie. Oh my gosh. I was like, this this there's things about this I don't like. It's, it won me over by the end a little bit, though. It did win me over by the end. This is crazy. I had the exact same, uh, well, not, I had the exact opposite reaction. The entire beginning, I couldn't believe what a good time I was having. <laughs> like, the really? entire beginning, up through the middle, and then into the middle, and then I was like, this, this thing is, is, this is pitching an all, this is an all-timer. This is going. Wow. This one is going. Wow. This is my favorite Spielberg film I've seen in years. This is happening. And then at the oh end. Oh, my God. Then at the end, um, it got a little bit too saccharine uh, for me and a little bit like, anyway, that might be too, too spoilery. I will say this. Yeah. I rented it out of the Red Box. I watched it with my wife. 
The next day, I bought the Blu-ray at Target, and I wow. watched all the special features. I dug this flick. This is... I did not expect this at all. <laughs> I, I thought we would be kind of on the same page here, and this this is good. I'm glad that we are we are feeling kind of opposite about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, this is this um, is important. Do you want to do yeah. a little uh, non-spoilery synopsis for those who might be interested in checking it out before we get into the uh, the hardcore spoilers? Based on the book Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Ernest, I wanted to say something, something, something. Oh, okay. That's his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's a ba- it's about it's it's basically like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but with VR video game with a VR video game world. The creator of the game sent out Easter eggs in his game and you got to find them and then you good things happen to you. The game is basically the internet, all right? Everybody spends yeah. all day on it being their avatars and uh, playing in lands that look like 80s nostalgia, dance parties and movies and video games and all this cuz the creator of the game world, the Oasis as it's called, uh, is that too much of a spoiler? Jim Halliday, uh, <laughs> he he, uh, he was all about the 80s popular culture, 70s and 80s, if we're talking about the movie, and maybe uh, the book a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But then, so everybody spends all of their time on there, and the real world has gone to, it's it's garb- it's bad. It's very bad. bad. You, see, you see me catch bad. my swearing there, Craig? You see me catch the Good swearing? Job. For Good people job. just listening to the podcast, this, go ahead, Craig. Yeah, yeah we're, we're currently broadcasting live on the Wheezy Waiter channel. And I instructed Jake, this is not a swearing channel. So <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm gonna clean it up, Jake. I'm gonna clean up your debauchery. I'm gonna do my darndest to keep this okay. clean as heck. Okay. Good. Um, but anyway, so uh, the guy who made the Oasis, everybody uh, lives with their avatar selves and lives their whole lives on the Oasis. Basically, the most uh, the currency only left worth anything in the real world is actually in the gaming world of the Oasis. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's where everybody lives. The real world is not good. It's, like, trailers stacked on trailers and a huge corporation trying to take control of the the game. Jake, your description of the movie is way more detailed than mine. And and better. I'm just (laughs) just telling you. Yeah. Okay. You want to pick it up here? No. Okay, so there's a guy (laughs) named Wade Watts. He is our main character. He's, what do you, what did you think? Wait, we're not going into spoilers No, no, not yet, not yet. That's the the name of the main character, the spoiler? No. No. All right. I just didn't know where you were going. (laughs) Yeah. So Wade Watts, uh, he's maybe 18, 19, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, He is what is called, I think this is all non-spoilers. He is what's called a gunter. The gunters are a group of game crazy people who are out there chasing Halliday's Easter egg. Whoever gets the Easter egg, which is hidden, there's three keys to that to unlock the path to the Easter egg that you gotta like challenges you gotta do basically. Whoever finds the Easter egg gains total control of the oasis and half a million I'm sorry, half a trillion dollars. That's a joke for anybody who watched the movie. That's the exact thing he said in the movie. Uh, um yeah. <laughs> and so basically he and his gunter pal and the coolest coolest chick in the oasis uh coolest gunter are all kind of not really banding together but kind of sharing resources and ideas to try and get the easter egg and gain control of the oasis before the evil ioi uh corporation who wants to just get it and use it to put 80 percent of ad like ad- ads all over the place over 80 percent of the game have you 
Have you watched this movie more than once, Jake? I've watched it twice, Craig, because I bought it on Blu-ray right yeah. after. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting the impression that you watched this movie more than once. You're very excited. About I it. really I really enjoyed this movie so much more than I thought because I did listen to the audiobook in total and I was not yeah. a fan. <laughs> oh yeah, what well, yeah, I liked the book. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's I actually No, I don't I don't think my dislike and I don't there are things about the movie I like. I would it's not I don't hate the movie. But I don't think my reasons for not liking it have anything to do with the book. Sure. Um so should we get it should we get into spoilers now? Well, before we get into spoilers, would you recommend somebody check it out? This is the last thing we do before getting into spoilers usually. Um Yeah, this one see Last time it was very refreshing that I didn't have any caveats about the recommendation. This time I feel like there are caveats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, if you have any interest in VR and video games at all, it's it's more likely for you <laughs> than, than if you don't. Uh... I, I, I would give it a I would give it like a maybe a C. I'd give the movie a C. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd give it a solid A. I would recommend this okay. to anybody, especially people who love um love popcorn movies and love popcorn mm-hmm. movies from the 80s uh especially mm-hmm. because this thing is this thing feel has a similar feel to that. And they ended up mm-hmm. having to cut out excise or work around a lot of the book in order to make it an interesting movie. And that's part of the kind of the thing. Do you want to talk kind of about maybe we better save the book movie discussion for once we get into spoilers, probably. Yes. Yes, we probably should. Are we ready to get into spoilers? Sure. Let's get into it. So everybody warning, we're now going to get into spoilers on Ready Player One. Yeah. Everyone listening to the podcast, everyone in the live stream, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, you get out now. Get out of here. (laughs) Uh, get out. Okay. Give him, give him time. Three, two, yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Wade was an alien. Whoa! Mind blowing. Yeah. Mind yeah. blowing. Untrue. That is not true at all. Nope. You're right. You're Unless right. you are speaking from the perspective of like an AI or some other kind of feature within the oasis then he might appear no. as an alien he, no, could wear, literally, he could wear an alien skin perhaps no literally There's a joke from, from the movie from alien another planet in this from movie. another from another originating in another planet alien nope nope okay you're right yeah, you're right lie. actually you're right about that that was that was wrong it's a lie but i'm giving people ample time to get out of here yeah so all right uh all right, so spoiler time. There's really no giant spoilers no, to drop. No, but, it's not. It's but, not a great uh, big deal. But what I want to get into. Yeah. So we'll just start right from the beginning. Okay. Okay. So right at the beginning, when Wade. Well, well, wait, wait, wait. So we're gonna we're just gonna go through the plot of the movie, or do we want to go into more depth about our feelings about the movie? Well, yeah, I was thinking that would kind of arrive as we like. Why don't you tell me? Because uh, you were the one who. Mm-hmm like started out pretty lukewarm how did you at the beginning what were you reacting to that you weren't enjoying um i uh, is cup uh, i think the biggest thing was was the just the visual quality of it like uh and this isn't the only thing but it's like 
the way that everything happened in the Oasis um, uh, didn't it didn't feel I wasn't interested at all it was like a bunch of crazy action it was like fill the frame with as many things as we possibly can and constantly move the frame yeah, yeah. Like constantly be spinning yeah. and swirling and like and and it and it, it took me out of any action like it, it not there was no suspense i was feeling no suspense at all like it was like these guys are these guys are a simulation which is was which is not uh which is a mark against you already yeah and then you're you're constantly spinning everything and twirling everything. I don't feel like I am anywhere. Like there's no scene. There's no. It's just like it's just like ooh, we're in the oasis now. Crazy spinny time. See, and like, I, like, I I didn't feel I didn't feel that at all. Like I mean, yeah. I see where you're talking about in terms of the spinning. It happens a few times, uh, just because, mm-hmm. and that made it feel more like a video game to me because that's actually how, like in GTA, when you move your character, that's how the world moves around your character. And so that felt very yeah. video gamey to me. Um, but I don't know. I at the same time, just speaking to the points that you brought up, a wait, 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 wait. I want to, I want to come before I forget. Like that's not exactly how the camera you, the, it moves around your character. When the camera moves around your character, your character is still centered and and still like with the camera moving around you. It's very focused on a character. Yeah. Whereas this is like spinning around all characters at all times. No, like no. no, no. Yes, uh, we watch yeah. different movies. I think. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, when, I'm not. I'm not talking I'm, about just I'm, spinning around. I'm talking about tilting and like. Swir- yeah, like, no, like not, all, a, all not at all. Unless we're talking about the dance scene where there, that was all spinning around them the entire time. But that was the yeah. feeling of flying dancing. So that made mm-hmm. sense to me. Um, yeah. But I, I actually uh, am going the. In, exact opposite way with this like to me like the, there was a definite density to every frame there was so much information packed into every single frame of the yeah. of the oasis that it felt to me a lot like the internet <laughs> like like there's just <laughs> way too much to look at everywhere and it's because all of these things in this frame are built by personalities and this person and this person and this person and they want you to know their references and they want you to know who they are they, like so it felt it felt like Twitter to me. It felt like it felt like every social media where everything is happening all at once and it's too much information to take in. That's why I think it mm-hmm. worked for me so well. I was like, yeah, no, this actually feels like what an online community would feel like. Yeah, but you just described uh, a bad experience. You described why the internet is a bad experience. Well, yeah, but like that's why it worked uh, in this. And like I wouldn't no. have a bad experience watching it. I was like, uh, I'll catch what I catch. I won't try to see every little thing, you know. And the, well, to me, the ki- yeah, I I got no problem with sometimes filling the frame with a lot of stuff. But like this was too much. Yeah, it was too exactly. Much. It was way too much it, all the time. Uh, and that was the yeah. whole point of it. And that's why no. it worked so well for me. Like as soon as and mm. yeah and yes, Craig and like the spinny <laughs> camera thing that you're talking about, where it doesn't feel anchored yeah. to anything. I knew yeah. exactly where I was the whole time. I understood the geography. And the reason... Well, the it, it wasn't that I was confused by where I was. It was just that uh, it didn't. It it sucked any suspense out of or drama out of the moment to me. It was just like... It was just like... Uh, it, it just didn't feel anchored. It, didn't, it felt too quick. It felt too like, oh, we're going to swing over here. We're going to swing over here. I'm not going to feel anything that this main character is feeling at all because I'm going to try to feel every single thing that's happening around him all the time. Well, see, then you, you went... I, that, that that didn't happen to me. And I, I'm wondering if okay. it's just the way that we both went into this. Like, you're saying... Yeah. Um, and I would agree with 
this i would agree with you on this like a thousand times like when things are all cg i usually check out like mm-hmm. but as soon as like i heard somebody say that this movie is 60 percent animated 40 percent live action and at that point i was like okay i'm gonna look at this like i'm watching an animated movie now i'm gonna watch a wreck it mm-hmm. ralph i'm gonna watch a this you know like so yeah. so like i was expect and again this feels kind of wreck it ralphish to me um yeah i didn't like wreck it oh i loved wreck it ralph oh. i loved it <laughs> okay um, but so, yeah, so this is a more grown up Wreck-It Ralph. Um, uh, yeah, and I suppose, and, um, the, the chase, the first, the first challenge to get to the key is yeah. like over this crazy bridge through this fantasy New York city to this park and nobody can get there because King Kong destroys it before you get there. But that entire chase, Craig was so I was so involved in the entire wait, wait, chase. Are we talking about are we talking about the second time or the first time? The first time. Like uh, I was checked out. I was, I was from the gone moment it started. That, I was chase. so like, invested in this chase. No. Yeah. I felt yeah. nothing. I felt nothing. I, I like I was watching it. I felt everything. And I'll tell I'll tell you why. <laughs> first of all, as soon as This is like this is like the opposite of um what was Infinity what War. Uh, the Infinity yeah. War, yeah. Exact like, opposite. Yeah, in this yeah. case, like it started for me, and this is another reason I was surprised this movie worked so well on me because some of the things uh, that I resented in the book, like worked so much better for me in the movie, and there's a reason for that I believe we can get to later. But in this case, as soon yeah. as he threw his uh, DeLorean and it opened up and he walked in and sat in it, I was like, yeah. This is dope. And then as soon as the race started, things kept happening so fast. And like, as soon as you would get used to one thing on the track, this next thing would happen. And it, w- it had yeah. to be that way because of how, yes, yeah, it had to, no. yes, yes, Craig, no. Craig, because, no. okay, look, Craig. <laughs> I felt, I felt, I felt like it moved too fast. They didn't slow down to make me feel any one moment. It was just like, Okay, now now uh, motorcycle. Was she on a motorcycle? Yeah, she yeah, was on like the motorcycle, motorcycle from Akira. Be out of nowhere, and then uh, and then oh, there's King Kong, and then there's like oh, there's no rules to this world. This is crazy. I don't care. That's basically See, how yeah. Felt. So like we you we had yeah. the exact opposite experience to where like mm-hmm. I, they didn't slow down to make you feel any one moment because that entire race is one moment, like that entire thing, and it's such an onslaught of everything that you're trying to keep up with it, it has to be the most difficult race ever because it's the first key. <laughs> That's the, yeah. it has to well, be like almost impossible. I agree. I agree. It had to be difficult, of course, but, but it, you can do, you can convey difficult in a film yeah, many different sure, ways. Sure, dude. But like, as soon as the uh, race yeah. starts and everybody's bolting across, like there, like certain things impressed me. Like there's this one shot where it, like, uh, the, the, um, our main character's name, Wade, is Parsival in the game, and Parsival's best friend is H. H has this big monster truck, and there's this shot, like kind of coming like a helicopter shot, come as the as the truck comes up to like a second level on a highway, and like the mm. physics on it and the movement on it, I was like, it look, it felt real to me. It's it didn't look real because it's not, but it felt real. And then every moment of that chase, dude, every moment of that yeah. chase was shot from a perspective that you could. Not every moment. There are two shots in it that you could not film uh, in real life. But the rest of it was shot from levels and areas that a actual film crew would have to shoot a chase like that. Yeah, but it had a lot more uh, like swirling and tilting. And no. 
and nope. and people jumping and flying through the frame in ways that would you'd never see in an actual practical shot. Well, no, because pa- because everyone's shot. moving so much faster because of the video game, Craig. But at the same time, right, yeah. like it was shot from a grounded perspective, unless it was in the air. And then those shots were so helicopter shaky that I felt in it. I felt in it. Yeah, dude. I didn't. I didn't. Yep. I just didn't. No. Just didn't. So cool. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't agree. Yeah. But. Uh, and and I all but I did I did appreciate it the second time through, when he when he figures out that he has to drive backwards, go down the ramp, and then go underneath the yeah. race. I I kind of I, I appreciated that. That's not in the book. That that's no uh, none of the, a, a none new, of this race is in the book. Yeah, this new Easter egg. Uh, I appreciated that, but I all but I didn't appreciate the uh, how easy it was to figure that out going backwards. The entire world is playing this game. Someone is gonna go backwards. Yeah, yeah. Someone, especially in like especially a bunch minutes. of gamers. Like the first thing yeah. a gamer who's trying to break the game is gonna do is go backwards. So the logic of yeah. that doesn't hold up. But for yeah. a fun kids movie experience, it, it totally did to me. Like yeah, that didn't that didn't ruin the movie for me. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, the um, first rule of breaking the game is go backwards. Yeah, I feel like they should have taken some time to make it harder though. Like figure out a way to make that harder. Sure. Um. Uh. So yeah, we're just in complete disagreement. I can't. I just felt nothing watching that. Yeah. I just felt nothing. And I was so riveted the whole time, both times, actually. So when he does go backwards, like you said, you enjoyed the second time, like watching the T Rex rise up on his platform to enter the stage of play. Like mm-hmm. I loved all of that so much, and uh, and how. I loved the design of going through the first time, and I loved seeing kind of the behind the scenes of it the second time, kind of like from the programmery side of things. I just thought it was so. I just thought it was so great. No, not for not for, not to me. Just wasn't. I just I, I we just fundamentally disagree with that that sequence. Yeah. and that and that like set, kind of set the tone for me for a while throughout yeah, the movie. Yeah, I'm like, getting that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, is just too. It was too. Uh, well, I mean, in some in some moments, like it's it's a Spielberg movie, so it's always going to be like the plot's always going to be very convenient. It's always going to be like characters showing up just at the right time, char- like revealing revealing new information, and and that's okay. But added on top of that, that it's a virtual world, and that the camera is constantly swirling around, and like I'm, I can't have a I I can't I can't feel a scene happen. It's just like hap- it's just too quick like it just it lost me for a while um i was just but, in the right place at the right time man because as soon yeah. as i like as soon as i felt that one i was so in and then leading into the second challenge and not even before not even before the second challenge when they go to that dance club to try and figure out the clue that they all get like mm-hmm. when he goes shopping and gets the zemeckis cube like all of the references and everything were totally working on me in a way they didn't in the book and it's and there's a fundamental can we talk about the book versus movie for a second? Sure. There's a fundamental issue I had with the book that the movie addressed from the jump. And there are a couple things. One, to me, the thing I hated the most about the book was the know-it-allness to the Gunters, like where they used their information that they had from movies and pop culture as like like almost like weaponizing nostalgia or like 
using it in that way that I see on the internet where people are like, oh, you didn't know this. Or like, 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 where's that thing where you're just like talking to a straight up, uh, what can I say? Douchebag? Is that okay on the Wheezy Waiter channel? <laughs> sure. Go okay. Ahead. Okay. Um, like, so that bugged me a lot. And then also the fact that these, that all of the keys and gates in the book were based around beating this video game. You got to beat this video game. That's fine. And then once you get to like this movie level, you got to know all of the main characters' dialogue front to back. Like that's not, that's not a challenge if you just like watch a movie a bunch of times. It's like all of the ways to beat the puzzles were so uninteresting to me in the book. Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is just this is like running an obstacle course, and it's exactly what the book was supposed to be. Like um, Jim Halliday was creating an obstacle course for the nerdiest of nerds, of people who mm -hmm. were just like him. So that made a lot of sense, but I didn't, I wasn't engaged in the puzzles. I was like, I don't care if you can beat Pac-Man. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I, 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 I love that aspect of it. To me, to me, like, that's... The, the biggest challenge wasn't the actual thing you had to do. It was finding the challenge. I did was, like was, finding was, the challenges. I thought that was fun. Yeah. yeah. I felt like that was the the biggest challenge. Once you get there, you have to watch a movie a bunch of times. That that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I uh, and I and it wasn't it. Uh, what was the movie? In war the games. Was it, it was Ferris? war games. War games. Oh no, Ferris. Yeah. Was it Ferris Bueller? No, it was war games. Mm, I don't remember. Maybe it was Ferris Bueller. <laughs> I thought oh, there was okay. a war games thing though. Mm -hmm. I'm looking it up. I don't even know if it was Ferris Bueller. Well, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Um, but regardless, that didn't bother. That didn't bother me. The the know it all nerd culture of it. That also didn't really bother me. I was like, I don't know. I felt like I would have. I would have beha behaved behaved similarly in that world. Like I would have. I maybe I'm maybe I'm a douchebag, Jay. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I see. The thing but, is, though, dude. I feel like you and I have had these types of conversations. Oh no, Blade Runner was the second gate. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Um the um and you do not come off as a D-bag. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you you like because in those conversations we and maybe it was the guy who read the audiobook. I don't wait, mm -hmm. wasn't that Will Wheaton? I think I like Will mm -hmm. Wheaton. So that it probably yeah. shouldn't it probably shouldn't have been Will Wheaton's delivery of it, but I felt like nobody was actually interested in this information. It was all about like it was all about like I know, I know more than you and I'm the internet and you're not cool enough to know this and blah blah blah. You know, like it, <laughs> that's what it felt like to me. Well, that to me that seemed accurate to me for like a kid, for for a nerdy kid to be. Like, I, that just seemed like what you would be. It, it, they're just kids, you know. Right. Right. Um and I did not want to be around them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, except, and so in the movie, like every time they're having these nerdy discussions and stuff, you can see how excited they are about the things they're talking about. And that made mm. all of it, because like when I talk about you, which talk with you about these things, I can see how excited you are. I can see mm -hmm. how excited I feel about it. Like th sure. that makes all the difference because then you're talking about something that you're interested in and passionate about and not something because it's some kind of like cultural currency of some kind. See, I reading the book i thought the characters were excited especially the main character i thought he was very excited about all of that i like i, I, I felt i felt that that he was excited and in, in the movie too like I, I i feel like he was excited in the movie as well 
But uh, my okay, my problem, I guess, going comparing the book to the movie, I liked I liked the book. Yeah. The when they go in, it's 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 this is a similar problem to me. This is the same problem, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, this isn't my only problem with the movie, but but like. In in the book, when he's going into the oasis, he's describing the oasis, and he's and he's jacking in or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, 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 I can see saying it out loud now. I can see why they didn't call it that. Um, um, but <laughs> uh, they get they uh, like I felt like I I wanted to be in this VR world. Like I yeah. I, I put myself in his eyes like. Uh, and like like seeing seeing what it would be like to be in this this world where you can be whatever you want and go wherever you want and like explore and then uh try to uncover these secrets yeah um and the movie was like really really like it eliminated any of the fun of like <laughs> of getting getting in going into jack, jacking into vr or whatever you want to call it yeah uh, I disagree on that point too because like I understand that the riddles weren't as difficult nearly as difficult but they made mm. a lot more sense for a movie setting than for a novel mm. where you can really get into the minutia of a thing. Well, but Yeah, but but I'm talking more about like the specific like the like what I was saying before, the visual quality of it. Like like I didn't feel like I was immer- immersing myself in a in a um a VR world. I felt like it's every time they went into the VR world, it was the Phantom Menace. It was like it was just like <laughs> let's jam the frame full of stuff. Yeah, it, it was it was the opposite of what I would ex- what I would feel going into a VR like like putting on a VR helmet and like feeling like this personal experience where I'm seeing things and I'm manipulating things uh, in a small way. Yeah, like, yeah. That just that, it just didn't happen in the movie. No, and if you put on like a lot of the I haven't played a ton of VR, but the VR. Mm-hmm that I have played is very much like you in this expansive environment alone, you know, yeah. but it like, as soon as one of those VR things is like a massive multiplayer online experience, it's going to be packed full of people and things like, yeah, but it's still, but there's still, even in those experiences, you're going to have moments where you're by yourself where you're hiding or where you're, Oh yeah. Well, we did have uh, those yeah. too. I mean, we had them in like H's warehouse and stuff. And it, that was, I don't know. It felt, it, it it felt like it. It didn't feel like a VR world. It just felt like an animated movie where you're watching people do things. Yeah, uh, it was that. That's exactly yeah. what it was. <laughs> yeah, it could have been something else. Could have been. Yeah, I'm, I I guess it could have been a cartoon. Um, like uh, no, like a it could it could have been more focused on one person's uh, point of view. It could have like it could have been. It was. It was all from. Um, it was all from our main character's point of view. No, it was like a floating camera in nowhere. Like what? Like, oh, you mean was, like actual Steven. POV shot? <laughs> well, you could have had that. Yeah, that would have made sense. Well, a lot of the times, yeah. and at least I felt like it was a lot of the times, and I have watched it uh, once more than you. So, um, I'm yeah. sorry, I was just that guy. I was just that guy I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, that like the like we do like follow him in like a medium of him we follow him into an environment and like look around like from his perspective but not a pov shot like over his shoulder basically mm-hmm. uh it happens at the race it happens at the dance club it happens it happens a lot it doesn't matter the, the effect is gone the effect of like an intimate experience where someone's like like there like in the book there's a lot of like exploring by himself like trying to find out un- uncover these secrets yeah uh yeah. which can be done it yeah. can be done visually you can you can just have a 
one person on screen doing things. Yeah, no, and I it be entertaining. Absolutely, I saw Girl with the Dragon it, Tattoo. Know. It's it's very it's very it's very able to <laughs> is be that done. The only movie is that the only movie. The only one okay. that does it. Okay, it's very yeah. it's very it's very easy. It's it can be done. Um, yeah. but this movie is two hours. Sure. And uh, they were they were packing in all of the uh, as many crazy sequences as they could, so they had to get. And towards the end, the exposition got real rough. Like I recognize how quick and slapdash all of the exposition to get them to the final gate was. Like mm-hmm. it was bad. Like it was right on the nose. But at that point, I was so into the movie, it didn't matter. Well. And also by that point too, I realized like all of this stuff, most of this stuff is happening for like, and, and so many times when like one of the main things is a reference to something else, they immediately have a character go, it's this from that, you know, like they have to do that. (laughs) They don't, yeah, well they don't, I mean the movie, the movie did what it did, but it didn't have to do anything. It could have done it completely differently. Like it could, it could have, uh, like the, the, in the book for instance. And I, and I don't dislike it because it's different than the book. I'm just this is just an example of what a way it could have gone. Yeah. Like uh, the 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 reveal of um, what's the girl's name? Um, Artemis. Artemis. In the book was it was I like that whole se- sequence in the book. I don't which remember. I don't it. really I don't really remember it that well. But but like it's it's um, it involves both of them trying to uncover the clue together. I believe the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he sees her there while he's trying to do it, and it's this sort of slow scene where they're where they're uh, where he doesn't even know who she is, and it's like this slow scene of of, of revealing who she is, and and revealing and, and talking about his crush on her and stuff. And then once you learn who she is, and you uh, once he learns who she is, it's like it feels like a big deal. It's like whoa, like this celebrity he like met this celebrity and he uncovered this clue this this simple man who lives in ohio uncovered this clue this big deal in the movie it's like hey it's artemis oh cool yeah let's go like it completely eliminated any humanity in that whole that whole aspect of the story yeah introductions introductions happen fast and like that element for sure like i didn't feel any wonder at the arrival of (laughs) artemis i was too busy feeling wonder at the uh, environment of the race and like all of a sudden there's a T Rex, all of a sudden there's a King Kong, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was feeling, I was feeling all of a sudden there's a T Rex, all of a sudden there's a King Kong. Nothing matters. That's how I felt. Yeah, yeah. This like, is exactly. If you want to hear us do Infinity War, uh, do the exact opposite. Just go listen to the Infinity War one because this is exactly how it affected uh, me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Except I think I liked Infinity War. It sounds like more than you liked Ready Player One. You liked Infinity War more than I liked, right? Yeah, that that's probably. It's true. starting to see. It's starting to seem like seem that way. Although I didn't think you liked Infinity War at all. No, I so did. I, I yeah, know. just go listen to our okay. podcast one time. You might have fun. Um, <laughs> the um, uh, the uh, um, no, but but no, but we're only talking about the first half. I did like this. It did win, kind of win me over by the end of the movie. Okay, like that's why I gave I gave it a C. But like like the the big, I guess I just got you. Well, I loved I loved. The shining sequence. I loved it. And that to me is so much like so much because another thing that I loved about the references in the movie is so much of it felt to me like Spielberg, not like just being like, here, look at this thing you remember. Here, look at this thing you remember. I felt so much like Spielberg being like, here, look at this thing that I love. Look at this (laughs) thing that I 
love. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and I felt the love, Spielberg's love of these things, and especially going into Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Like, I felt yeah. Spielberg's love for I that movie. I love how weird it was. It, it was, was so just weird. weird. Yeah. It, like, suddenly becomes a horror movie. Yeah. Like, it's... I feel like any... I started to wonder, like, who who's the audience for this movie? Because, like... <laughs> Kids are going to want to see it. Fans of the book are going to want to see it. This is a sequence that isn't in the book at all. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 and it's a completely different genre of movie. Yeah. And uh and I loved it. Yeah. I I I loved how weird that was. I loved how they tried to they successfully recreated the movie basically and they're them in the movie. Yeah, I love it's so beautiful. Uh, like so many of those shots are ripped straight from the movie. Yeah. And that to me is that was a, a moment that like captured the spirit of the book really well. Cause it was like, it was like, uh, referencing a pop culture thing, um, in such a way, like with love, like it was just yeah. sort of like, this is a thing we love and we're just going to blatantly show you it. We're just not, <laughs> we're not gonna, we're not gonna hide any, this is a obvious reference to a thing. This is the most this is the biggest reference to a thing in a movie ever. Yeah, yeah. And we're just gonna, we're just gonna show it to you. Yeah, and so and, it, and it also led to that. Okay, so yes, these are the things Spielberg loved. But I also appreciated the thing that drew me in the most to the movie wasn't just the spectacle of like here's a King Kong, here's a DeLorean that I like dream about. You know, like I love like the DeLorean is the greatest vehicle in movie history to me. Like mm-hmm. I love the time traveling DeLorean more than any other vehicle ever. Anyway. To me, the thing um, is that I really dug the characters. I dug yeah. H. It was as soon as they got into the warehouse, and H was like, "Why are you showing off my shit?" Like, like <laughs> all of H's dial. Sorry, all of H's dialogue. <laughs> that was a direct quote from the movie. I might do that one more time, warning you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, that was uh, H's. It, it it felt like people hanging out. Like that, and every time T.J. Miller, is that his name? The guy from Silicon Valley who played yeah, the... Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I know he's supposed to be some big jerk or whatever, but like he I'm was hilarious. I'm disappointed that you never, learn, you never learn who he is in real life. I'm disappointed about that. Why? <laughs> oh, like, there's so many opportunities there for, for like, who is the guy? Like, It doesn't like, matter. Like he's some dude who lives in his grandmother's basement in Southern well, Detroit. Well, yeah, you know? yeah like, because, because we didn't learn, it doesn't matter, but it could have mattered. That could have been cool, but it, you know? again, it like doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like they're. To see him in the real world, like he would have had to be at IOI or whatever. It would have had to like relate directly to the two perspectives no. we've been in. No, but I don't think he was. I think like because yeah, never I think see... he was some somewhere else in the world. So there's this character. Yeah. Well, uh, who... I don't think he was in IOI. No, no, no that's think... what I'm saying. He wasn't. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying that's why we don't see him in the real world because he wasn't in the stacks and he wasn't in IOI and he wasn't a part of the resistance. Like so, there's yeah. a character. Well, who we're talking about? There, there's the main bad guy at IOI is this corporate d bag. Uh, named Nolan something Sorrento, and yeah. he uh, he goes he has a he has like a fix it man when he needs something done he goes to this guy in the oasis and this guy has like a big skull chest and he's hilarious like the mm-hmm. first time we see him he's so big and intimidating and daunting and he's like he's like how are you doing or Sorrento's like how are you doing or whatever and there's this pause as he grimaces and then he goes my neck really hurts. I think I have like this like carpal tunnel of the neck. If that's even a thing, I don't know. I better go get it checked yeah. out. Like, yeah, like, I laughed at that. That was good. Like all of yeah. his lines were so clearly improv and it felt like mm-hmm. that guy 
who's so capable online but such a loser <laughs> yeah. in real life yeah. that I loved him so much the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. He was good. I just I was just disappointed. I wanted to know who he was in the real world. I just wanted to know. This feels like this, it's, is it's, starting, it's, this is that's not that's not like a flaw in the movie. No, I mean this is starting to feel like a real kind of um a last Jedi problem here for you. Like, uh, what do you mean? Like, why didn't, why didn't they explain Darth whatever? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that's a flaw in the movie. I just, I'm disappointed that we didn't learn who he was. Cause you cause liked I him so much. Know. Yeah. He was his, he was, yeah. he was his character perfectly as who he was, you know? Mm-hmm. And he served mm-hmm. his function perfectly and he was hilarious and fun the whole Jake, time. That doesn't change that. I want to know who he is. Yeah. I want to know. Well, sequel sequel no they are talking about doing one actually yes um uh go ahead so where were we before we We, sidetracked we had gotten to the shining sequence yeah um which is very a couple things one before the Mm -hmm. shining sequence they're trying to crack the clue uh which is some leap that um halliday never took and so they go to this dance club where there's a place you leap into and it just you float up and fly and dance and everything and at the moment so I'm going to be kind of throwing in some stuff I learned from like all the behind the scenes when I bought the Blu-ray and everything. The moment, so Alan Silvestri wrote the score for this movie mm-hmm. who did the Back to the Future soundtracks and a whole bunch of Predator. He did like a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And when he throws the cube, Spielberg's instruction to him was, I don't want this to sound like Back to the Future. I want the Back to the Future score in here. And so, like, <laughs> as soon as those three notes, and he did it just sparingly. He did the three, bah, bah, bah. Like, as yeah. soon as he threw the cube, yeah. and my heart, like, exploded. Like, these things, I'm like, uh, yeah. these things I like that, that, these things that are cheap nostalgia grabs <laughs> that should not work yeah. on me worked so well on me. It worked on me uh, just on a small level, though. It was just sort of like, were, oh, Were you cool. watching this on your phone? Yeah, I guess so. I <laughs> I wish I loved it as much as you, Jake. I want every movie I watch, I want to love as much as you love this movie right now. Yeah. And I just I feel like I it, might be a rare case too cuz I watched this with Eliza and mm. I felt like as we were watching it, I felt this isn't working on her the way it's working on me. <laughs> did she not love it? I, I think she liked Eliza, are you here? Yeah. Did you like it? I did. Did you love it? No. She liked it, she didn't love it. Yeah. But like I would I, I would like be watching a scene and I'd be like <laughs> and then I'd look over at her and she'd be like okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know. I I do think I'm going to rewatch it and I think I maybe I'll like it more on a second or third viewing. Maybe not. Um, Certain things started to fall apart for me on the second viewing, but I'd still oh. give it four and a half out of 5 just because of all of the stuff I loved about it. I would I would say like so the shining that really got me interested. Uh, yeah. Once they, they went into The Shining, I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy! I can't believe they're doing this. This is insane!" <laughs> and every 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 moment was like, "Like, is this the same movie? What are they doing? <laughs> what is going on?" And then and then um, the the shot of all of the IOI people like dying. Yeah, like the wide shot. Hilarious, hilarious. Loved it. Just like T.J. Miller. Just yeah. like all of the interactions with characters being kind of lighthearted mm-hmm. and fun. It felt yeah. like that sense of humor. I loved. Yeah. I didn't feel in the book the way I felt in the movie. Before I forget, I we we glossed over an early scene, which I think was one of the worst. Is the worst moment in the whole movie, and <laughs> uh, and is the uh, the real world family scene. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible acting. It was like almost it was parody, but it wasn't parody. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that was, was the most like, oh, this is uh, the future, I guess, kind of scenes. Just in the way mm. that like it was like the trailer trashiest trailer trash you've ever trailer trashed. It was bad acting. It was bad writing. It was just. It was cliche. It was. It 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 was like, is this supposed to be funny? Like, I don't. I don't understand. Um, oh no, I didn't feel funny to me, but it felt. No, it it, it, it didn't feel funny, but it felt like it seemed like that. Like sometimes a, a, a brief moment, I was like, is this supposed to be funny? Like, because because it's not real. It doesn't feel. It just feels like a cliche. It yeah. just feels par- like a parody. Um, I mean, it felt. I wouldn't call it parody. I would call it cliche for sure. I to me, it just felt like. Like, let's make it clear as fast as we can without taking too much time, like, that he has a terrible, terrible family life. Uh, yeah, and and that that's more worth saving. A stepdad, that's the worst. They didn't They didn't need that scene. They could have done it in a lot more subtle ways than that. Sure. The subtlety is not uh, in this. Not on this movie's radar, dude. Subtlety. doesn't matter. If you're looking for any kind of subtlety, it's not going to be in this movie. They could have, though. It doesn't matter. No, doesn't but matter yeah, but it's not. It that's, but that's not the movie they were making. No, I did, it doesn't mean they can't do it for that for that aspect of the story. They could have easily just showed less and just conveyed the idea that sure. he has a bad family life. Sure. Um. Uh, that was terrible. <laughs> and but uh, uh, it didn't that, bo- that, it didn't bother me the way it bothered you. It's an obvious cliche. I mean, that's every bad family life we've ever seen in a movie, like to the nth degree. They like pushed to the extreme. But it, mm-hmm. it and also like everybody looks terrible like the hair and makeup in that entire <laughs> thing is like what like nobody's making these choices like <laughs> that, yeah like but which makes it also seem like parody it didn't me, pull or, me it didn't yeah. pull me out of it i was like this is just another aspect let's get to the next well it didn't pull me out of it because i was already i was already hanging by a thread at that point anyway <laughs> yeah yeah um but it but it did manage to pull me back in with the shining and then like for some reason like the end battle scene yeah the the big climactic battle you, sounds like you didn't like it very much. I loved it, but uh, yeah. Oh, but well, there was something you didn't like yeah. after that, maybe. Yeah. But but like, uh, I was in at that point, and I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure why, but I do. <laughs> but it was. But it was the feel the very similar feeling I had to the end of the book. Like, like I even like that is actually kind of how I pictured it at when I was reading the book. The end the end climax with the big, the big shield blocking the the end the end goal uh and i'm every, sure it was on purpose every... too that big shield looks like one of those uh lightning balls from spencer gifts yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty cool and, and then and then like like every every possible element of pop culture like just fighting and battling yeah for some reason for some reason all all the things that i didn't like earlier worked in that scene yeah. for me like i don't know why maybe because I my expectations were so far down at that point. Sure, I don't sure. know. So, but, uh, uh, getting to the final battle, as you have just done, mm-hmm. one of the things also that really endeared me to the movie over the book is, and it happened to he Ernest Klein says it in the Blu-ray special features. He's like, my big my big weak spot in like geek culture is horror. He's not a horror guy. Yeah, you know he's not into horror, so that's why yeah. there's not a bunch of horror references in Ready Player One, the book. But in the movie, you like, as, like right in the beginning, you see Freddy Krueger get iced, you see Jason Voorhees get iced, like people as avatars who chose these characters as their avatars, and then like the Shining sequence happens, and then 
my biggest delight of the movie. Guys, get ready. I'm going to use, just like just like this movie, I'm going to use my one PG-13 F-bomb because no movie's done it better, Craig. In PG-13, yeah. you get one F-bomb, and they are yeah. going through the final battle. They're trying out weapons. Here, try this weapon. Here, try this weapon. H says, try this little guy. Throws him Chucky. The, the, the little oh, yeah, horror doll Chucky yeah. who has a knife yeah. and is trying to hit him. He throws it yeah. at a bunch of IOIers as Chucky's flying towards this guy. Anybody who doesn't want to hear a swear word, get ready to just mute your screen for the next 10 seconds. The IOI guy sees him and goes, it's fucking Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Chucky like ices a bunch of people right there. Uh, I did like that moment a lot, actually. I that loved was great. it so much because I yeah. love horror movies. Like I love them. Yeah. And so The Shining, Chucky, these little nods to eight, like 80s horror, just, oh, I felt them. Felt him right in my little nerd yeah. chest. That movie, that, or that moment was just great, regardless of whether you like horror or not. That was just like, that's like, that's like the worst thing to throw at somebody. <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's not a good yeah. weapon, except yeah. that it's a hilarious weapon. No, no, I'm, no, I think it is. I mean, oh, okay. it's, it's, it's the worst thing to throw at someone because it's a good weapon. Well, no, like, like, like anyone who, anyone who... <laughs> anyone who watches child's play or like doesn't agree with like no doll is a scary thing like when i watch the entire child's play i do this thing every year guys called the night marathon on my youtube channel where we watch an entire franchise of horror films in one sitting and time lapse the whole thing and we did the Ch child's play chucky series and all day i was like how about that phil my buddy phil is there for him and he's like just kick the doll just kick the doll. <laughs> the doll's running at you. Kick the doll. <laughs> like, yeah. the whole day. So Chucky has never been a very scary guy, and that's well, why he's the well, perfect weird weapon in this finale well, of the movie. To me, it is scary because, like, I always assume Chucky is, like, if you kicked him, he would just grab your foot and stab your foot a bunch of <laughs> like, See, I don't... now you're making sense, Craig. Now you're making sense. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad <laughs> we finally agree. Uh, no, for real, though. Like, I, like to me, it's not that simple. I think Chucky's particularly scary because he's not just a doll. He's a doll that can grab on. And, and, like, if you kick him, he can run, still run right back at you, you know? Yeah. Like, and stab you, and just stab you a bunch. <laughs> you know? Anybody um, who can hear my crying baby, it's okay. My wife is here. She's taking care of it. I'm not oh, neglecting a crying baby. <laughs> this podcast is not neglecting a baby. No. That should be our tagline. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so where were we? So then what, what's the problem you had at the end? Oh, for me? Okay, so um, there's a certain thing that I respond to less well after the 90s, um, and it's a thing that Spielberg has always done. And he, there's a certain amount of Spielberg sentimentality that mm -hmm. he really leans into. And, in a, and, he's not, and he's doing it sincerely, and he leans right into it to like a child's book story kind of level and here like after the final battle like there's an amazing scene because we have not talked about this craig but mark rylance playing jim halliday is oh, yeah. amazing well yeah there was no doubt about that he's yeah. so that. funny the entire yeah. time do you know that guy do you have you seen him in anything else yeah okay uh, bridge of spies yeah and again, um, first time I ever saw him was Bridge of Spies, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he's great. And as Halliday, yeah. he is the most adorable old man nerdy guy <laughs> you have ever seen. Yeah. Ah. 
Yeah. So good. So, but what's your problem? What's your oh, problem? Oh, uh, so there's an amazing scene where um, uh, Wade Percival finishes the final thing, and and when he gets the egg, he ends up, or like when the egg is the door to the egg is revealed to him, he ends up in Jim Halliday's childhood bedroom. And there's this mm-hmm. great scene as old man Halliday watches young Halliday play a video game. And while he looks around the room for the egg, he can't remember where he left it. It's hilarious. And yeah. then as soon as we're out of there and back in the real world, like my thing about the movie is I didn't much care about the real world. Anytime we were in the real world, I was like, I just want to get back to the Oasis. Like I didn't, well, I didn't care about the real world, but I, there were moments where like there was some good suspense in the, the real world, like, like in the IOI and, um, yeah. uh, the the uh, the car chase wasn't that great <laughs> but yeah uh, so that's the the car chase at yeah. the end i was like okay so now he's got the egg whatever i understand we have to see how this all connects in the real world but i now that we've done the thing we were doing in the oasis i'm just kind of waiting till the end of the movie and when simon pegg shows up again love simon pegg um he somebody plays, in the he chat, plays um uh what's his name sean Morrow? sean of the dead oh yeah no, um no. plays morrow yeah so yeah. jim halliday's best friend yeah, also the the Co-creator. current owner of, of the Oasis, I guess. Um, right? no, like the the my impression of the Oasis is that it's almost like in like in a trust or something, like you yeah. know, like in a blind yeah. trust until someone completes the task from the will, you know. So like yeah. nobody can actually control or make changes to the Oasis because no one actively owns it at this moment. Yeah. Um. Or maybe they said that in the book. I don't... Maybe they said what's happening. I don't remember. But it felt like that kind of situation. Yeah, probably something like that. And someone yeah. in the live stream said that his makeup his as old man Morrow in it was not great. And, I mean, it was serviceable. It was serviceable. Yeah. And it was... But, like, all of the dialogue at that point becomes so sappy and saccharine. Um Whereas, like, uh, it's so wonderful that you do this. All of this was about you. He was chasing his friend. Like, that means so much to me. All this stuff. And then even mm. leading into, like, like the final revelation during the epilogue is that, yeah, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we close the Oasis so that people have to spend a little time in the real world. You know, it's yeah. like, the real world sucks, dude. <laughs> like, everybody <laughs> in the real world has a lousy life. And all of every, their entire real well, lives are on the Oasis. Well, but that's because they're not spending time in the real world, Jake. Okay, no, I know we were d- directly talking, telling people to get off their phone two days a week, but I don't care. Like, at the end yeah. of the movie, I was just like, oh, okay, it's fine for you because you two are in love and have a bunch of, like, great, like, TVs and stuff in your apartment now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine for you to close the Oasis, but what about the other people who don't like have anything? It does seem like an overly simplified way to... Uh, an overly simplified solution, like, to... To the problems of the real world or of of addiction to video games. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, yeah. So, so your problem with it is that it's just it was too it was too too sappy for me. Um, the ending was sappy. the ending was sappy, I and I also wasn't. I didn't. I also didn't particularly care how it resolved after he got the egg in the oasis. Like after the yeah. last scene with after the last scene with Halliday, I was like, good. I'm good. So, so how you feel about the ending? <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you completely about the ending. But I felt that way. I mean, as far as how into the movie I was for the whole first half, basically. Sure. sure. So, like, so the ending didn't bother me because I was already there. I was, <laughs> I was already like, yeah, okay, we just have to conclude now. So let's just conclude. 
Um, sure. <laughs> uh, but all in all, like, I uh, I guess I would recommend the book more. <laughs> but a lot and of people I, don't like the book either. And I would recommend so, the movie more. Totally. Yeah. Um, do you remember the one thing I, I had a question about because I don't remember a ton of the book. Oh wait, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Before, before, I, I, before I forget, like the uh, I really I liked the the plan to trick bad guy, yeah. whatever his name is, uh, uh, S- uh, Sorrento, to thinking he's in his office, but he's actually still in the VR world. Yeah, I liked that plan, <laughs> but I didn't like how they explained it. Like it was like yeah, 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 hey, yeah. It's like okay, cool. We're in the so he uh, Wade like is pointing a gun at him, and then he walks out into the room behind, and you, it's revealed that oh, they're not in the real world; they're in the VR world. And then everyone, <laughs> and then he explains to everyone else what they just did yeah. like three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and, is, it, and and it, it like wait, so they didn't know what the plan was that you were just doing? Yeah. Why, why did why didn't they know? This, this is what I'm talking about, man. During some of the things they didn't, they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't slow. Th- Obviously, we've seen the. We're gonna replace the camera footage with recorded footage a thousand times. It's basically yeah. the same trick. So we were way ahead of them. Um, yeah. But like again, for the kids watching this movie, they needed to quickly, as quickly as possible, exposition their way out of it. Like, yeah. and it feels really clunky. Like, it feels clunky as yeah. hell, dude. As soon as we were watching that, Eliza, my wife, she was like. Um, as soon as he said his thing about like this is what he should be seeing this is what we're making him see she was like thanks guys (laughs) and i was like yep clunky super clunky but i understood why they had they felt like they had to do it side note i understood why they felt like they had to do it but they should have done it better i just rewatched uh this movie again on blu-ray and the coolest part of that scene is that um Haito and Parzival or yeah, but they look like their real life counterparts instead of their Oasis counterparts. Like you're looking at them and if you look closely, you can see there's just this tiny digital layer. Like they're just, their skin is smoothed more than when they, and the other thing. And it just looks so cool. It's just slightly off and you can tell like watching it. You're like, yep, this is, this is virtual. Um, That's cool. on On another side note, all of the yeah. the forty percent that was actually filmed in the real world in Birmingham apparently was um, all shot on film. That so that was all thirty five, and then everything else in the virtual world obviously <laughs> was digital. Yeah. I mean, like not straight out of like no, they did they did mocap. They didn't shoot anything. Well, I'm glad that they took they they decided to make the film stock realistic. They should have tried to make the actual dialogue <laughs> and, the, and the acting realistic. Sure. Uh, Sure. But, yeah. Uh, so, do you remember at the end of the game, at the end of the book, um, did he own the Oasis, or did he like be like the Oasis is for everyone, free forever, or like did he? I don't remember. I because I I, I, I felt like at the end of the book it was like a internet remains free kind of like lesson, like a moral, like. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Okay. Uh. But I don't know. I, f- I, th- I think it'd be cool if there was a sequel uh, movie done by someone other than Spielberg. Sure. Like, uh, like uh, what's his name? Alex Garland? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the movie you're yeah, looking cause... for is, is never going to be made. <laughs> 
no, you, I think you, it could. You want the ex machina version of Ready Player One. Yes. I know. I understand. That yes. movie would be amazing. Yes. That movie would be amazing. Well, but you could do that. You could do that. It's not going to get made for $200 million, sir. What? They're not going to make a $200 or... million dollar subtle version of Ready Player One. It's not subtle. It's just smaller. It's just... It's just uh, you're not jamming every frame full of... Like, I feel like Spielberg has this idea in his head that of what a blockbuster should be. And it seems like you do, too. No, no, no. Uh, but it no, doesn't not, have not to be. Any, not every yeah. blockbuster. This one, though. It doesn't have. It didn't have to be this way. Yeah. It didn't have to be. Yeah. Well, you love it, so if, if, yes. No, of no, course, no. Like you, from the way yeah. that they did it, from the way that they set yeah. out to do it, I think they accomplished their goal. You're just saying that should not have been their goal. <laughs> uh, well, I don't even think they did accomplish their goal because it wasn't. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Like I've seen. I love big blockbuster movies. I just saw. Mission Impossible. Uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. And I loved it. Sure. Uh, and it's all spectacle. It's all about spectacle. And there's a lot of ham-fisted, dumb dialogue in Mission Impossible <laughs> movies. It doesn't bother me. I still felt what the characters felt in that movie. Like, I I, I was in, and I cared when the action was happening. Yeah, you resented the uh, over, overload as soon as it started in this. And a yeah. lot of people had that issue, too. They all said, like, it's too jam-packed. It's ugly. It just looks ugly. It doesn't, yeah. it's, there's nothing beautiful about the Oasis. And I, I felt, yeah. I did not feel that way. Yeah. It, for me, it's not like the actual visual quality of it. It's, the, it's more the, the editing and the motion, the camera motion of it. Like, and the, it, it, it felt like it was keeping me at a distance from everything that was happening all the time. Sure. Not me. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. I wish, I wish I felt that way. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, it doesn't bother me that you feel that way um, because I realized that none of this actually matters. But it was a fun <laughs> way does. to pass what, an hour. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean none of this matters, Jake? What do you mean? Well, I mean, ultimately, it doesn't, like, you know, none of this oh, matters. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> this podcast took a really dark turn. Yeah, oh, no. no. I mean, what, like, talking about Ready Player One, I, who cares other than us? <laughs> oh, Wow. Wow, Jake. People who like movies talking about movies. That's fun. It's a fun time. It's a fun way to kill some time or like listen to while you're on a jog. That's when I listen to my podcast. Every experience we have matters, Jake, because it's our experience. Uh, I don't know. That sounds a little uh, SJW to me. <laughs> what? Like, well, you have your precious existence, <laughs> you snowflake. Right What's <laughs> happening right now? What's happening? Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. We need to end. I think we're done. I think we're done. And scene. Whoa. Uh, I don't. I, it doesn't bother me that you feel that way, um, because I realize that none of this actually matters. But it was a fun <laughs> way does. to pass what, an hour. What do you? What do you mean none of this matters, Jake? What do you mean? Well, I mean, ultimately, it doesn't, like, you know, none of this oh, matters. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. What's happening right now? What's happening right now? We need to end. I think we're done. I think we're done. And scene. Whoa. You just, like, flat out ended the podcast. I did. I did. All right. Are we done? Well, you said end scene. I guess that's I guess it's over. I, I guess we're done. End scene. I'll do it again just in case. Whoa.